Heart Home Community's most recent Baldwinsville Community Update. I'm your host, Shelly Hoffman. Hey everybody, I am here with our mayor, Dick Clark. And uh, how are you doing today, sir? Not too bad, it's not raining, that's a good thing. Um, we sure have had more than our share of rain. Um, and, you know, hopefully people aren't too unhappy that they have to go real slow with their boats. Somebody told me Cross Lake was shut down all boat traffic. Cross Lake is bad. As you know, I have property up there and um, I had I acquired waterfront below where my camp is and it's half of the land is in water right now. And I feel bad because I had it rented out last week and the dock is just completely underwater. So, oh, wow. mm -hmm. yeah, Linda's, Linda's cousin has a camp probably less than a quarter of a mile north of where you are. And it'll be north and I'll be south. And he had pictures and it's two thirds of the way up to his camp. Yeah. And he said, it's not as bad as some springs when you've had the big heavy melt and, and stuff. But he's for this time of year, uh, it, you know, it kind of makes that part of the property unusable. I mean, you can't yeah. get to the dock unless you want to wade through your yard. So it's, it's kind of like we get all or nothing. And I'm, from what I'm told, that's some of the offshoot of the weather changing and climate changing and, uh, the extremes that we get and you know we get we used to get snow for 17 straight days and now we get rain for 47 straight days <laughs> well i i mentioned you before we went live i had a conversation with a friend of mine that um people's moods and just um just overall right um uh I don't know how to put it. Like, I'm not depressed. I'm laughing. Right. But at the same time, like when we get off air, you might see me at the grocery store kind of like, blah, because there's so much rain. There's not that much sunshine and weather does come into play with how we feel sometimes. So it's, it's nice when the sun comes out. I think my pool got used yesterday, which was, you know, a bonus. So, yeah. but, but yeah, a, a sunny day would be nice. I think tomorrow is supposed to be nice. Yeah. I think I we're going to have like, uh, look like out of the next 10 days, just one day of rain, maybe. So, I mean, it would be very disappointing to have had last week for a vacation. You know, if you work all year and you just get maybe one or two weeks off and then you plan on spending it outdoors and swimming. And I mean, you can swim in the rain, but it's not quite the same thing sitting out on a deck somewhere and, you know, roasting hot dogs and hamburgers in a nice 80 degree day with the sunshine and blue skies. Cool breeze, like, well, maybe. Something yep. therapeutic about that, you know? Yep. So um, what's going on in the in the world of the village? Well, one thing I want I, I didn't mention to you before we started, um, but I was so excited to see the uh, the flowers that got spread around the village yesterday by uh, Augie from Green Ivy. Yes. Uh, that makes someone smile week uh, celebration, and they were it seemed like offices all over the village. I know our village hall had flowers. Uh, the uh, Police Department, um, Canton Woods. Volunteer uh, Center. The Volunteer, Volunteer Center had a flowers. Meals on Wheels. Yeah. So that's that was an attempt by somebody just to say thank you for being you. And that's, that's you know, we don't get to do that often enough. So I was thrilled to see that uh, the flowers circulating. I don't know all of what went into it, but I know that a lot of people were smiling with, yes. when they saw their flowers. So that's wonderful. And it's just, again, kind of what happens in our village. We have that kind of people. Um, Green Ivy's just outside the village, but we've 
we're we're kind of taking credit for her being in the village because Augie's, Augie's a great community uh, type person, and uh, that was just wonderful. The flowers are beautiful. I mean, I I saw you had a, a post, and uh, you know, it it's a reason to smile for no reason. And yes. I mean, we need more of those. So, um, what I would like to do is. I spent the weekend sort of gnashing my teeth a little bit. Um, there were a couple issues that popped up um, around the village and people, unfortunately, and it's their business, but I just say, unfortunately, because it doesn't always come out the right way, but they, they vent their, their anger or frustration or whatever on Facebook. And uh, I would say 99% of the time, if somebody were to call somebody, if it's a village issue, and sometimes people don't know where the village is and where the village isn't, and so we get credit for things that happen just outside the village. But um, for instance, somebody started a conversation, good conversation. I heard the, that the Red Mill Inn has now become a senior living facility. Yes. Well, that people started running, you know, how could the village let that happen? Um, that type of thing. And that's uh, all wrong. It's what not what it should be. It's, and again, we come down to when you own the property, I mean, assuming you meet zoning codes and that type of stuff, there's not a lot anybody can tell you that you can, can or can't do. Um, obviously, adult entertainment or that type of stuff, we have some control over that. But um the plan for that building is to make it a senior apartment building. No strings attached, no physical limitation type stuff. Um, doesn't mean somebody who has some physical limitations wouldn't want to live there. Um, but they've made all the what were hotel rooms into small sort of efficiency apartments. There's going to be, at least when the last time I talked to the developer, they're going to have a cafeteria type thing for maybe two meals a day. So my hunch is maybe breakfast and dinner, and then you'd be responsible for your own lunch. Um, sounded like they would have microwaves and small apartment refrigerators in each apartment. So you could keep a package of cold cuts. You could have a loaf of bread, some cheese. You could make a grilled cheese sandwich type of thing. You know, melt some cheese on your sandwich. But people are saying what a horrible place to live. I mean, you got all, they want to have concerts. Well, no, no, this means we won't have concerts anymore. Well, the developer addressed that when he came in to talk to us. He said, I was there during a concert and I couldn't hear the music because it goes upriver away from the apartments. And because of the, of the shell of the amphitheater, it's a pretty good buffer. He said, you know, until I got outside, I really couldn't hear the music. So, and we told him, you know, you have to be prepared. I mean, that's, that's a facility that we have with plans to have concerts and stuff. And, you know, just because you're going to put some people in apartments there doesn't mean we would stop that. And he, he said, I think people living here will want to go depending on, you know, the types of music um, because these are going to be mobile people. Um, and if you think about it, they can get, they can traverse the village pretty much without ever crossing a main street. Maybe if you want to go from the diner over to Kinney's, you'd have, you got to cross the street, but you can go up from Red Mill to by the cottage. 
right. go under the street and get to the diner, get to the post office, get to Dunkin' Donuts. Um, yeah, it, you have to be a little careful crossing to get a, directly across the street from the Red Mill. We do have a crosswalk there. We do have signs um, telling people to let pedestrians cross. Um, but these are not going to be people that necessarily need help crossing the street. You know, they, they can't do it alone. I mean, we're, we're talking about potentially people who are very active and just don't want to take care of a house and, and love the idea of being right in the center of everything. I mean, they're a, they're a block away from the Christmas tree lighting, uh, the parade, the Memorial Day parade goes right by that building. Um, there isn't much that you can't do almost right there. You can walk out to the island for concerts. Um, if we get somebody into Lock 24, just a little walk over the bridge. Um, it's, you know, it's pretty central. And I think it will wind up being a very highly coveted area for, um, for seniors. Now, I don't think it's going to be cheap. Um, some people say, well, I hope it's, it's um, you know, cost-friendly type stuff. And I don't think so because they are going to include two meals a day, so which means you don't have to buy many groceries. You may buy a, a small thing of milk and a box of cereal to have around in case you want a snack. You don't have to stock up because there's going to be food provided for you most of the time. Uh, and I think they're, they are planning to have events in the building for the seniors, you know, bring in uh, lecturers, bring in ex exhibitioners who, you know, exhibitors who would show off, you know, right. different kind of products. And, and they do have that big room. Um, right. he, he even talked to us about the fact that they might make that room available to the public, you know, before the, uh, we did, we did talk to him. I don't know if you remember, but the Rotarians would meet there often. And, and Greg Humphrey wanted to chime in to say it's three meals per day now, and they're going to have activities for uh, people to do within the building itself. So if they don't, if they don't want to get out and participate in what's happening outside the walls, uh, they will have some things inside the walls for people to do as well. But they just couldn't, they couldn't commit 110% at the time that we were talking to them from the Rotary standpoint. So the Rotary did move over to um, the wood, which has worked out very well. Um, obviously, 2020 was everybody was Zooming and meeting um, via online. But, but they did say that that was one of the goals was to be able to have the community still utilize the space. They just had to figure out how because of the three meals per day and making sure that the residents would have, be able to come in. So... I'm not sure how that has changed since um, he had talked to Lizzie and some of the other people that are very involved in Rotary here in um, the village. So that's so that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm assuming like on Friday you'll get a menu and you'll check off what you want for the next week. You, you know, I mean, maybe or you'll just go down and see what they got that day. Yeah, we got scrambled eggs and waffles and take what you want. And uh, you know, it's beautiful. I mean, that new deck. Looking overlooking the river and the dam, um, you know, every day just to walk out to the island and just walk around the island and back would be a nice little walk for a senior. So uh, I know people want things always to stay the same, you know, if they thought it was good. And it was nice when uh, it was a, a hotel uh, type thing, an inn, uh, and, it, and it worked good for concerts, for the, the main act to be able to use one of the rooms in the back of the Red Mill Inn to, to stage themselves and get ready for the concert. That's not there now. That's, that's put a little crimp into planning style for our promoter. 
Um, he is working on events. It looks like we're going to have things maybe for the 13th and the 14th of August. I know the 14th is the Rotary Seneca River Days. Um, and the promoter may have something on the 13th, and then he's trying to get some other nights. Um, for people to understand uh, what they do is they have a season of events, say like a couple years ago. Then that fall, and getting close to the first of the year, they start talking to national acts who say, well, we're going to be in, in Canandaigua on a Tuesday, and we're going to be in SPAC on Sunday. So we're available Thursday or Friday. If you want to, you know, we're going to be in the area. It would be great for us to have one more show. So it, it's kind of a natural hookup. But that's done in like Christmas time, beginning of the year. Well, at Christmas time, beginning of the year, it was 100% nothing COVID-wise. I mean, we could do nothing. And it was just recently that things opened up. Well, first it opened up with social distancing. So that if you saw video of um, where the Lafayette Apple Festival is, they now have a concert ground. And they had put the circles on the ground. And so you, if you came, say, with a couple of your kids, you sat in that circle. You didn't have to wear a mask as long as you were in the circle. But if you got up to go get a drink or go to the bathroom, you had to wear a mask. But they've spread them out all over the countryside. If they start spreading them out on Paper Mill Island, we got people in the river. <laughs> and, you know, there's only so much space. It's very limited. Um, and he's in the business of trying to make money. And we're trying to make a little bit off it just to help to pay for the upkeep of the island and that type of stuff. And so he's way behind and uh, he's trying to catch up. And then we ran into the, we wouldn't have such a big gap. Um, we used to have the Tuesday free concerts put on by the two towns. Well, until about a month and a, a month ago, Lysander did not have a parks and rec director. So just had Van Buren and they kind of said, well, with the COVID, with nobody from Life Center to partner with, uh, maybe we just won't have any this summer. We'll, we'll cancel the summer series. Well, then all of a sudden it's like everything's open and it's a little late for people to start scrambling. And there's going to be, a, I think there's been a change already at Light and Van Buren. There's a new parks director there just trying to catch up. Um, so I'll, I've been sort of guaranteed that next year, the Tuesday night things will be back full force. Nice. Now that they've had some time to kind of recover and uh, we'll give them a little guidance. And, you know, um, I have talked, I did talk to Tony Birkinshaw to see where he, you know, he's over in North Syracuse and he's doing concerts over there at their park. And he said, you know, they, they're booked for the whole summer because they, he's got such good contact with all the bands they were all hungry to get going. They could go on a, like a three or four day notice, the local bands. The, he doesn't have any of the real big bands, I don't think. You know, they don't, they don't go for the big national acts. And, and I don't blame them. You know, you're going to do it in a park. It's, you know, they're free. Uh, so we were just, the village was left, since we don't have a parks department, we're, we're at the mercy of the two towns. And it, it, things, the way things all went together, it was just a, a no-go. And we're just going to be hopeful that next year everything will be back to normal and people will be happy. And um, we have had the farmer's market on Tuesdays. Yes. Unfortunately, the weather has been bad every Tuesday. 
Um, I was just going to say the free concerts on Tuesday probably would have gotten rained out most of the summer. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, uh, but, but the uh, Nick is doing a nice job with the farmer's market. I've uh, been down there a couple times. Um, I don't think it's caught on yet with the people realizing that it's there after a year of not having it. And, uh, but I have started to see some signs popped up around the village telling you today's the day for farmer's market, which, you know, once people start to, when they go by and they see the tents down there and then they start thinking, oh, that's farmer's market. I forgot about that. Um, and it's some more fresh type protein. We, that strawberries were a big hit down there for three, two, three weeks. And, and now other stuff should start showing up, zucchini and cucumbers and things like that. So I think you'll probably see a few more people. And uh, so, you know, it takes care of the Red Mill Inn and, and kind of Paper Mill Island. Um and concerts. Uh, there was a post about the bridge by the VFW goes over the railroad tracks. Um, and it was again, the village has shirked its duties because they haven't trimmed the brush down there. When are they going to do it? Well, it's not our bridge. It's a state bridge. The state would love for us to trim all their property and they would not have to send their crews out and do anything but we would not be getting work done that we have to get done. So um, Chuck McAuliffe has talked to somebody from the state um, on Monday and they promised within a week, it would all be taken care of. Um, the, the thing that bothered me the most with those comments was it was the village has been a mess. Nobody takes care of anything in the village. And it's like our public works is on top of stuff. I mean, you take a look at, at our trails, you take a look at our parks, um, our streets. You know, we got new sidewalks again this year. We got new streets paved on the south side of the village. Um, things that are being taken care of. I mean, the, they came by today and picked up brush from from the storm we had last week. There were a lot of trees, a lot of branches. So I I, I, I get a little upset when our public works takes a little bit of a hit like that when it's not their fault. Um, so. That will get taken care of. Somebody was talking that we're not fast enough as far as when people don't mow their lawns and getting them to do it. So we do it, the, the neighbor. And so somebody rightfully told him, don't do that because none of the village is not going to know that this person is not mowing their lawn. And you can keep saying, when are they going to say something? I have to keep mowing it. Well, the reason is we, when one of us was a drive by, the yard looks fine, so there's no reason to send the letter. And it's nothing happens today. I mean, if, if, if your lawn is super high, you're going to get a letter, and we're going to give you, you know, a few days to get it taken care of before we send a crew. And so it, it isn't like we, we tell you at noon and you got to have it done by 3 o'clock because no judge in the world is going to allow us to do something like that if you took it to court. You, you have to give people a reasonable amount of time. Some people don't realize there's laws. I mean, if somebody moves into the village that lived out in the country, they didn't know, they didn't worry about mowing their lawn every every week. Now it's getting high and the neighbors are unhappy. They get a notification and usually it gets taken care of. So try to be a little bit patient, but, but most of all, pick up a phone, 635-3521. That's Village Hall. They'll get you to anybody. They'll get you to the water department. They'll get you to the highway. 
They'll get you to the mayor. They'll get you to the police department. Um, and again, reminder for people, if you have issues in your neighborhood beyond emergency stuff, 911 is still the number to call. You know, if you're having problems with a neighbor, kids are getting in your yard, kids are breaking your fence, um, you know, you want the police to come and, and talk to them. 911, ask a police officer to come to my house. I'd like to discuss a problem I'm having. And they will be more than happy to come and talk to you. And um, So that's that's getting some stuff off my chest. But I, I, I did post Monday. Actually, I posted it Sunday to call. Monday through Friday, business hours, call the number I just gave you. And I always call back. And a lot of people were clamoring for things to get done over the weekend. And I didn't get one phone call. So I'm just a little disappointed because I would like people to call and get to maybe get the real answer from me. Uh, I may not always give the answer they want, but I, hopefully I'll have an answer. You don't always give the answer I want, sir. I got to be well, honest with you. I just, I just wore my tie to make you smile. Um, I guess Margarita Fest was a big hit. Yes. They almost sold out. So I guess they made a good chunk of money. Um, a lot of great pictures of people having a lot of fun. The weather was not cooperative. I mean, it was pouring at noon. Yes. Uh, we had a river out front for about an hour. And I thought, oh, these poor people. But I suppose they got to the first place and just stayed there until it stopped raining. Oh, that's just silly talk, Mayor. Why would people do that? Instead, you saw these creative hats, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, there were some umbrellas. There were some hats. Because, you know, you had to get to... Oh my goodness, Lauren Russett's going to shoot me. I can't remember the number, but there was a good number of uh, restaurants and um, the candy shop, BU, uh, they participated. The tattoo parlor, Timeless, they gave uh, fake tattoos. Um, mine hurt a little bit, but I got over it. No. <laughs> well, you're, you're tough. I'm tough. <laughs> but no, they um, there was a, gr a really good turnout. And, you know, I will say, because as you know, I may or may not frequent the village quite often, the restaurants and different establishments. But I saw people that I normally just see in the grocery store or the village hardware store, like really coming out. I think that uh, not that they don't come out to the village for other things, but the volunteer center really brings, uh, you know, Barb, Barb Presley, she a lot of people from high school. I don't know if she's going to care that I say this, but they almost get together almost like a, as a reunion for that for that yeah. day. Um, and I just think that it's um, um, it's just one of those ones, just like Seneca River Days, just like the Big Chill, that there's certain people that are drawn to Margarita Fest because it is the Volunteer Center, not because it's you know. Um, but the the margaritas were very good. Some were very sweet. Some were very tart. Some of them um, I handed off to a friend of mine who didn't have his passport just because they look like um, very, very strong, very strong margaritas. But I don't know who won yet. And I guess in the next couple of days, we will find out because that was a competition as well. Did you so, remember getting to the last place? I do. I do. Actually, for those of people that saw me, I didn't. Um, I really was just there for the um, the friendships and the good time. My children were working. Uh, you know, I Taylor works at two locations in the village and I was babysitting. So I was being a community involved person and a mom all in the same same day. And I balanced it. The way you were talking well. about sloshing down margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> No, remember they're they're these little these these little yeah. sample things. Yeah. So, but well, um, the Clark but no, but they, well but they were good. Hmm? The Clark family was well represented. My two sisters were 
in full force and my niece and uh, they had a good time. And Amazing. I saw, speaking of Barb Presley, a friend of hers from high school who I, I graduated with this girl's brother, Kathy Ryan. Um, she came in from Portland, Oregon. And I think she timed her trip home to see old friends to time it with the Margarita Fest because she see a lot of people. Um, yeah, that the the class of '69 that, that Barb's involved with, uh, they they get together once a month. I think. Oh, they do. She did not. She didn't tell me that. That's great. Hey, I just want to mention in case we forget. Uh, Greg Humphrey did chime back in with the uh, the website, which is uh, redmillmanor.com. And so it's a link on Facebook for those of you that are just watching without seeing the comments on Facebook. It's redmillmanor.com, but they have a lot of the information about what's going on over there at the Red Mill Inn if people want to get that information. That's good because somebody did ask, said I'd be interested in, in look, looking into it. I mean, I I don't know if they were and uh, understand that it is going to be a little pricey, but if you're getting three meals a day, that means you don't have to spend $150 a week on groceries either. You know, you, you go and spend about 25 bucks and it takes care of you for a couple of weeks if you're getting your meals taken care of. Well, um, and I just I just want to throw from a real estate standpoint back to the Red Mill Inn is some people were upset I was senior housing, but a lot of the people that I talked to because they were younger and they were hoping it would not be senior because they were looking for a place to live in the village to be in walking distance to Paper Mill Island, the restaurants. That's just the vibe that our village is, is getting is people, you know, they even if they're going to downsize and get a place maybe in Florida or Arizona, Utah, different, you know, Texas, wherever, they still want that connection to yeah. um, central New York, mainly Baldwinsville, because there's so much walkability in our village now that maybe used to not be there when you were younger. But um, but the village that I'm living in now, because, you know, I'm, I'm fairly new and there's just a lot to do. We didn't have places to walk to generally. I mean. You had Barnes Dairy, which the remnants are still there on uh, 370. That was the place to go as a kid. And we'd ride our bikes down and get a Sunday or something. But as far as restaurants, I mean, you had the fireside and the diner. And, that, and a couple small diners around the village. But if you wanted to go for <clears throat> like a steak dinner or, or something like that, you pretty much had to go somewhere else. Uh, we just didn't have those kind of places. We had, we had more bars per capita than anywhere in the United States, I think. You know, all these little neighborhood kind of bars, mm -hmm. you know, Ray's and Nagy's and, you know, Blagoff's or Nivers. I mean, all these little bars that, you know, it was the same faces every night in the same, in the same bars and um, 10 cent beers and it was cheap. Wow, 10 cent beers. I probably would be, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, really the by, by the river, I mean, there was no paper mill island. That was that was a paper mill, right? And a, boat, and a boat building business out there. So nobody went out there. <clears throat> the Red Mill Inn was um, Mercer Mill, and so if you wanted to get some, you know, uh, ground corn or something for you know an animal, that would be where you would go. But there was, it was not a place to wander in on, you know when you were dressed nice and, you know, it was, it was a mill. Um, then there was not much along the river. I mean, people, you would see people down there with spears hunting carp, um, some wow. people fishing. There, there, there were no, the wall wasn't the way it is over by, uh, you know, the cemetery and all that stuff. 
So it was, a, it was different. Um, as kids, we just went to the, the Mercer Park because there was a swimming, there was a, we actually had what we called the beach and there were ropes and a raft and that type of stuff. But there was not much in the way of, of places to go and do. I mean, I look around now and all, I don't think we have what we just call just a bar. I mean, every yeah. place is an eatery that also has a bar, which is kind of cool. Um, and so there's, and we have a lot of choices, which is terrific. So, I mean, I think things have evolved. I mean, I, I, I don't take credit. I mean, this, this has started before I was involved and people started sensing that the river was, you know, the state had something to do with it. The feds had something to do with it. people saying the river going through Baldwinsville should be a bonus. And it now has become a bonus. You know, we have trails all along the river. You can walk parks, you know, benches, you know, we really have exploited the river and it, you know, somebody new like you comes and says, well, you people are lucky. You've had this all your life. It's like, no, we haven't. And you're lucky because it's evolved and since about 2000 when the island, the island became paper mill Island and got capped and we, we built the stage and that type of stuff. So it's been a lot of real progress. And for me, having seen what it was like before, um, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, a lot of my, my friends moved away, um, and have come back. Um, some moved away, haven't come back permanently, but they come back regularly because they like what's here now. Um, you know, we have a senior center. We never had a senior center back then. And, you know, I mean, a very active senior center. Um, so a lot of things that have evolved because of some people having some insight and, and, we generally have pretty good people live in the village and want to make things better for people. You know, our little league programs is second to none. You know, we have Pop Warner, we have Bice Soccer. Uh, you know, we've got the hockey arena. I think they still use that for hockey somewhat. Um, there's a lot of places don't have those kind of things. Yeah. And uh, I, I think people should be pretty thankful. And I think, People from outside are seeing that we do have something pretty special. And that's why the, the push to move the ball is on top of the fact that we have a, a very good school district, which was a good school district back even when I was in school. It just people didn't recognize schools the way they do now. There wasn't the publicity for who got S, how many people got uh, region scholarships and things like that. And now it's now it's almost like a competition. You know, Skinny Atlas got more than JD and Fayetteville and Ballinsville was right there next to them. And you kind of feel proud to see that your school is doing good stuff like that. And you as a parent got to be great, grateful to see that your kids have a great, lot of opportunities, yes. um, you know, art, music and sports and all kinds of stuff. So it's all been a kind of this growth that's come along. And and the older folks like me. What does that sound strange to say? <laughs> wow. Uh, but we, we're really excited. It's pretty exciting. I know my sister Cindy would, would echo that. I mean, she, she couldn't really wait to get out of Beeville at some point because it was kind of small townish. Um, you know, people say now if, you know, if somebody walks into, to uh, angry garlic, everybody in the village knows about it, but it's, it isn't like it used to be. I mean, it used to be, you know, if you parked your car on the street overnight, everybody for four blocks 
wondered if you were drunk because <laughs> you left your car on the street. I mean, it was, and we used to have a column in the paper um, called Personally Speaking by Dorothea Scott. And she would write things like Richard Clark, son of uh, Francis and Lucille Clark, 27 West Genesee Street, was home for Thanksgiving from Southern Illinois University and enjoyed the holiday with his family. And the whole, yeah. the whole thing would be... Now, now we have, have Facebook, sir. You know, to visit. We have Facebook for that now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, but Dorothea would just... She had her phone number posted, so you might call up and say... Well, I just, you know, two of my great aunts came to visit and they just loved, you know, going to this place or that place. And we went out on Paper Mill Island and had our lunch and and uh, that would be in there. Um, and that was it was really a, a community connection long before its time. Uh, a lot of people mocked it out. Yeah, yeah, you know, Dick Clark came home and had Thanksgiving dinner with his parents. But. People would say, oh, he's at Southern Illinois. I didn't know where he went to school. You know, kids maybe a year behind you in school, a year ahead of you in school, your friend's parents who kind of lost touch with you for since you were gone. So it was a nice connection. And now we do have Facebook, um, but people see each other more often. You know, I mean, you're more likely to run into people than you, you would have years ago just because you're out and around. And, and just the kind of thing you're doing here. This is obviously unheard of because of the technology, but I think just because of the interest that you have, I don't know that people would have thought that way before. Now, we had other ways to communicate. WSCN was a local radio station, and so if there were issues, they would have it on the radio. You would turn there like for school closings and stuff. The messenger was – Al Baker was in the village – the messenger office was right there on uh, Genesee Street, and he would he would have been in your business at least once a week, finding out what was new, and you might tell him some trend in real estate. You know, it's funny we've sold three houses, and every one of them was a two-family house because people are looking. He'd, he'd write an article about maybe a new trend in real estate, um, and he would be in every business. And oh, my kid just got a scholarship; he's going to play football, Alfred or something. So. That, that would get in the paper. Um, you know, there's none of that. I mean, Ashley, Casey tries to cover us, but she's covering about five communities and she does, she's not in Baldwinsville. So, you know, things go different in all different directions. Um, some are better, some are worse. I, I kind of like a lot of the things we do now, but we, we have had issues where we want to communicate with the public and it's, we're not sure exactly how to get the word out to the most people. Um, I know Greg had, there, there's a a grant, Main Street grant, the second round of what you took part in the first round. And Greg wanted to make sure to get the word out to all the businesses. So he went to Lauren and asked her if she would send out in one of her email blitzes, include if, if you're a business and you're looking to fix up your storefront. And he's gotten a couple calls from people who have apparently seen that. So, but it's hard, you know, if you want to tell something, you and I are able to communicate, but I don't know if if what percentage of the population we hit. Um, but the messenger, I don't know how many people read it anymore on a regular basis. A lot of people are not from Baldwinsville who live here now. 
And so the messenger doesn't mean much to them. There's no radio station to turn to for that kind of info where you got a local DJ that's going to tell you about, you know, the big fundraiser going on here or there. So there's some pluses and some minuses, but but thankfully we have, you know, you, you've been great. Um, this has been well over a year that we've been trying to get information out to people. Um, the the uh, I got a note from uh, Ruth Troy saying that the things at the senior center, which is one of our focuses a lot, uh, are really going well. Uh, a lot of people have come back, you know, very happy to be back in the building. Um, you have to show that you had a vaccination or you have to wear a mask. And you only got to show one time. They, they put it down on a sheet of paper. And so that they, they keep track. And when you come back the second time, you don't have to tell them. Um, they're, uh, they have a couple things going on. Speaking of the farmer's market, they have farmer's market coupons that will start uh, be being given away Friday starting at 10 o'clock. It's a first come, first serve. So I, I don't think... I don't think you get eight or 10 coupons. I think everybody gets a coupon and, but they have a limited supply. If you have any questions, 638-4536, they'll help you. Uh, the same with any questions you might have as far as um, if you need to talk to an outreach person, call the center, they'll hook you up. Um, the entertainment series, they've had a, a concert once a month now. This next one will be August 19th, two o'clock. It's going to be John Vona. It's a piano type thing. He plays the piano and sings your favorite songs. And when I say your favorites, meaning seniors, um, and this one will be inside because of the piano. Okay. Uh, so it, again, it's wear a mask if you haven't been vaccinated. Otherwise, you don't have to. And I'm sure they're going to ask people to kind of not sit right next to each other. And the big, big news for the summer, um, the car show is back. I don't know if you've ever been to the car show, but it's it's a lot of fun. There's first of all, there's usually about 30 or 40 beautiful classic cars, and you can get up and look inside and talk to the owners. Um, they have great raffles. Most of the businesses in town come up with raffles. Um, I think the last time I remember, there had to be 30 to 35 packages of raffles. You know, some of them were bags with a bottle of wine and a mug and a coupon, you know, a, a gift card to the diner or something. They package things together. Um, I think they're going to have the last thing I had heard was that they might have a food truck. They used to cook hot dogs and hamburgers and it, it's kind of tough. You know, it's hot in the seniors and, and now you've got that grill going and it's 85 degrees. I think Ruth was talking about bringing in a food truck that would be a lot simpler. They would just share profits with the food truck probably. And uh, so, and that's um, August 23rd from five o'clock to seven 30, right at Canton woods. Nice. And uh, just wander around. They, they give you tickets. So you get to vote on what you think is the nicest classic car and stuff. So that's a pretty good activity. And that's open to everybody. I mean, that's not just seniors. Uh, but seniors really enjoy the old cars. And I have one last thing. Um, neighbor was is, was talking about going on vacation, had taken car seats out of her van, wanted to put them back in, wasn't sure she had them in right. I said, call the police department. So I checked with the chief if they were doing them again. And he said, we never stopped. Right. So, so you learn something every day. Um, you should. 
And so hopefully I learned mine. And if you have a new car seat or an old one that needs to be reinstalled, call the police department, set up a time where you can meet. There's just a couple of the officers who have had the uh, training and they'll make sure your car seat's in for you the right way. Uh, and it's a nice service that we offer, you know, a lot of, along with a lot of the other things our police officers do. So um, I think that's all I have. Um, things are, are hopping. Um, our new superintendent of public works, Chuck McAuliffe, is, uh, what, what's the best way to put it? Um, hopping more than a cat on a hot tin roof, I guess. I mean, he, <laughs> Chuck is going in all directions. Um, and they're, they are getting a lot of things done. We're, we're applying for, in addition to the Main Street grants, the county took, is taking some of the stimulus money they got and has offered capital improvement grants to villages and towns. So we're looking at things um, perhaps like a pickleball court down at Mercer Park on the old nice. court. A um, little bit of work on the visitor center. Uh, some work on Village Hall, uh, you know, around the trim, uh, things like that. Uh, we may try to see if we can include the boat launch down at Community Park. It's a lot of use, and we've had a few complaints that it's not the best launch. It's deteriorated. Uh, maybe we could get somebody to come in and, and straighten that out and put a little dock in just for the boats. So when you, because if, if you're unloading a boat, you would like to be able to go over on the dock, you know, take the rope and go and tie it to the dock, go park your truck, and then come back and get in the boat. Sometimes now you have to step in the water to get to your boat. And so that's that's another possibility. So that would keep us hopping. Um, and, and those are the kind of things people would see a lot of the improvement. Um, so things are going good. Um, the parking lot at Village Hall got was ground down. And we're waiting now for the guy to get a good day to in and pave. It was supposed to pave Saturday, but again, it was torrential downpour. Yes, it was. Hopefully this week that will get paved. Uh, that will make that parking lot a lot nicer. And uh, I'm glad to see our businesses are doing well. I go through at five, six o'clock at night on a Thursday or a Friday. I mean, the streets are full of cars, people on the outside eating. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, if, And if you have a question, you see something in the village that you're uncertain about, call, please. Happy to talk to you. He really call is me. happy to talk to you. He talks to me all the time, whether I he wants to or not. I've never <laughs> shied away from a question that you've asked me. You have not. So, well, thank you, Mayor, for your time again this week. And um, and your wife actually had put in the phone number in the comment section. So anybody, again, that is watching this on Facebook that can see the comments, if this is um, YouTube or the podcast itself, the number is 635-3521 so that you have that number. So, Well, enjoy the rest of the day before the rain possibly comes again, sir. <laughs> Go with me. I'll say that word. <laughs> I will talk with you soon. Thanks, Mary. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye. -bye. Bye.